Hey guys, I'm Jess, and this is episode two of the Love Yourself Lab podcast. Last week, I told the story of how I got into the self-love game and what that's meant to me in my personal life and my career. This week, we're going to focus more on the topic of self-care, which is closely related to self-love, but not quite the same thing. There are a lot of explanations and definitions of self-love and self-care on the internet, and it can get kind of confusing trying to determine what they actually mean. So here's how I distinguish the two and how I'll use the terms on this podcast. Self-love is an emotion. It's love that you feel for yourself. Okay, y'all are probably like, duh, Jess, but here's what I mean. It's not dependent on how many flaws you have or how much growth you still have to do as a person. It's simply acknowledging that you're awesome and worthy no matter where you are in your development and feeling that way. And you can feel that love the same way you feel any other kind of love. Just like you can love your partner or your family members while still being able to recognize any flaws they might have or growing they might still have to do. You're just extending that same courtesy and patience to yourself. When we talk about practicing self-love, we mean getting in the headspace where we can accept who we are right now, even if we still have goals we haven't achieved yet. Self-care is an action. It's what you do to show yourself love. And there are lots of ways to do it. You may have seen some people on IG practice self-care with face masks and bubble baths and whatnot. And sure, that works. But I like to think there are four main categories of self-care, not all of which necessarily involve hygiene. (laughs) I don't know what you would consider face masks and bubble baths to be. (laughs) But the point is that whatever you choose to do, you're coming out the other side of that activity feeling better about yourself. Now, before we get into what the four categories of self-care are, I know you're just dying to know, I want to take a second to talk about productivity and escapism, because I think they're really important parts of this conversation too. So there are quite a few definitions of the term productive on Merriam-Webster that I could list for you guys, but I'm just going to summarize the ones that apply to what we're talking about by saying it means yielding a satisfactory product. Okay, why does that matter? Well, you're going to hear me say the word productive quite a few times over the next however many minutes long this episode is, and probably in future episodes too. So I'm just preparing you for the inevitable. (laughs) But when I say that a certain act of self-care is productive, I mean that it's yielding the product of you being closer to the version of yourself you want to be. Does that make sense? Okay, so then what's escapism? Well, the dictionary definition is habitual diversion of the mind to purely imaginative activity or entertainment as an escape from reality or routine. But I think a good friend of mine said it best when she just described it as anything you do to procrastinate. There are a lot of different activities that could be considered escapism, like going on a Netflix binge or playing phone games or you know, staring off into the distance and daydreaming instead of coming up with a third example. (laughs) And those are forms of escapism we use that everyone knows aren't super productive. But even working out, playing an instrument, or taking a nap could be escapism if those activities are being used as, well, an escape from your other responsibilities. But as we know, it's important to our overall health to do some of those things. So we have to be aware of when we're using these practices as forms of escapism and be able to distinguish them from when we're actually using them as acts of self-care. 
So there are a few ways you can categorize self-care, but this is the breakdown I've found to be the most helpful for me. After I explain my four types of self-care, I'll tell you a little bit about one of the other ways I've seen them broken down too, just in case that's helpful for anyone. Anyway, here are the ways we can practice self-care. Number one, achieve a goal. Whether it's something you've been working towards a long time or something you decided you wanted to get done for the day, it feels really good to accomplish something you had on your to-do list. For example, I woke up this morning and said, I'm going to record an episode for LIL. And here we are. (laughs) And in a few minutes when I'm basking in my sense of accomplishment, I'll know that not only was my day productive, but that you guys will have been productive by being able to cross listening to episode two off your lists. (laughs) Number two, do something that's good for you or that you just enjoy doing. You can choose to focus on your physical health and go on a run, for example, or your mental health and maybe read a book. Your body releases chemicals like endorphins and serotonin when you're doing something it really enjoys. Those are the chemicals that make you happy and give you that natural high. And who doesn't want that, right? So find some time to show yourself love that way. It's pretty self-explanatory how that one's productive, so y'all probably don't need me to go any further. (laughs) Number three, try something new. Try that online yoga class you've been meaning to check out or order from that restaurant you drove by the other day. Even if you don't end up loving whatever it is, you'll be glad you gave something a shot. And if you do end up loving it, well, you just found a new way you can practice self-care, and that activity can now go in your arsenal under the second category. See, all of this stuff is interrelated. (laughs) Number four, rest and reset. This is the one a lot of people, myself included, typically have a harder time with. When I say rest, I really mean rest. Like, take a nap if you need to. If you're going to take a break during the day, you should come back from it feeling well-rested. This is not the time to practice escapism and watch TV or something, because that ultimately won't give you the result you're looking for. And resting is extremely productive, because what you're yielding is a version of yourself who's ready to take on the tasks that you couldn't do when you were feeling burnt out. So those are the four types of self-care, achieving a goal, doing something that you enjoy or that's good for you, trying something new, and resting. I've also seen people categorize them by the area of your life you're improving, so mental health, physical health, emotional health, and rest, but I personally like my way of thinking about them because it's just easier for me to pick an activity rather than pick an area of my health I want to focus on, you know? Well, That's all I got for you today. Short and sweet, just like the first episode, but I promise they'll get a little longer as we start to get into the harder conversations. Right now, we're still getting to know each other and get our foot in the door with this whole self-love thing because it's not easy to just jump into it if you're new to these ideas. But I'm so glad you guys have taken the time to work on yourselves and to be here with me and the LYL team because the thing about self-love is whether we're consciously aware that we're on a journey or not, We're all on one at all times. So we might as well make an effort to educate ourselves and learn how to make the best of it. It being, of course, life. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at loveyourselflab. And if you like my voice and are curious as to what I look like, I'm at Jessica Lauren Curve. And you know, even if you don't like my voice, you can find me that way. (laughs) I hope you all have an amazing day. 
and I'll check in with you next week. Bye!